Hello and welcome to H2 Orthopedics. My name is Mike Begg. I'm a certified physician assistant, a certified athletic trainer. I have a doctorate degree in medical science and over 30 years of experience in sports medicine, orthopedics, and medical education. My goal is to take your orthopedic diagnosis or injury and help you make sense of it. Welcome to H2 Orthopedics. Today's edition of H2 Orthopedics. All right, here it is. I just went outside to get the trash can, and my neighbor's father, who's a great guy, I got to meet him. They were doing some yard work over the past summer. Uh, I got to meet him, super nice guy. He happened to be stopping by, and he said, Hey, Mike, come here a second. Got a question for you. I just got back from my doctor's office, went in for some simple knee pain, and they told me I have arthritis and need to get it replaced. What do you think? Is that true? Man, this is a question I get over and over and over again from people who are getting a diagnosis of arthritis and not really understanding what it is, what their treatment options are, and if they need to actually have the surgical procedure of a knee replacement, which is totally a misnamed procedure. We'll go through that here in a little bit. Uh, But that question comes up all the time. So here we are. This is why we have H2O. That's why this podcast exists. And we're going to start to answer some questions. We're going to take it through the HTO process where we're going to give you a review of normal anatomy, pathologic anatomy, the way we come up with the diagnosis, and your treatment options that are out there that are currently being uh, used and success rates and how it might fit into your expectations of recovery. So do I need any replacement? Here we go. Okay, arthritis. What is arthritis? So if we look at the knee joint, let's just start with the knee because that's the joint we're talking about here. So if we look at the knee joint, we're going to talk about the femur, which is the thigh bone coming down from the top. We're going to talk about the tibia or the shin bone coming up from the bottom. And those two meet to form the knee joint. In the front, there's a third bone that articulates or makes a joint with the femur. It's called the patella, your kneecap. And then there's a fourth bone of the knee that really doesn't, isn't involved in this, in this joint, really. That's what we're talking about, this arthritic uh, knee that might need an arthroplasty or a replacement. But on the outside of your knee, just next to your shin bone, your tibia, is a bone called the fibula. Uh, and it's kind of outside the, the articulation of, of, the, of the knee that's going to be replaced or that we're talking about. But it's there, so we should talk about it. So the, the bones come together. Let's talk about the three bones, the femur, the tibia, and the patella, thigh bone, shin bone, and kneecap, all come together to make the knee joint. When an orthopedist or a medical professional looks at your knee, they're going to, to evaluate, usually with x-rays, the, con- the condition of the coating cartilage on the end of the bones. So if you've ever had a turkey leg at Thanksgiving, if you've ever had chicken wings, if you've ever eaten anything that, that's on a bone, you've probably seen the shiny stuff, which is cartilage, on the end of the bone. That's what we call articular cartilage. I always tell patients, think about about the articular cartilage as arthritis cartilage, because when you lose that cartilage, you have arthritis. Uh, that's that's the best way to, to describe what arthritis is. It's the loss of the coating cartilage on the end of the bones, into the femur, top of the tibia, back of the kneecap. Uh, it can be from an injury. It can You can have fallen and have a little divot of that cartilage. It can be from an infection. If you get an infection inside the joint, it'll start to eat away at that cartilage. Or it can be from just general wear and tear throughout your life. And that's typically what we see uh, with osteoarthritis. It's just if the, the standard 
test question is going to be the 60 to 70 year old who comes in, who's been athletic or active all their life, maybe slightly overweight that has knee pain. Well, they've probably lost that cartilage over, over many years. It could be from the infection, like we talked about, or an injury, which would be post-traumatic arthritis. It doesn't matter in this case. The end result of what we're talking about here is the coating cartilage, when it is injured or lost in a general sense, front to back, side to side, we're going to call that an arthritic joint. So the normal anatomy is normal cartilage, which is several millimeters thick when it's healthy, wears off, and at the end stage or the other end of the extreme, that cartilage is completely missing. And you may have heard the term bone on bone, which is exactly a true description of what end stage or what we would term grade four arthritis is, the complete loss of that cartilage. So if that's grade four, and that's four out of four, so that's the, the highest you can get, highest grade or worst case scenario, then there's grades three, two, and one, which are lesser degrees of wear and tear. So grade one is softening. Grade two is a thin thinning of the cartilage, maybe chipping off little areas. Uh, grade three is where there's wearing of that cartilage, uh, but there's still some there. And then grade four is that end stage. Along with the wearing of the cartilage, there's bone spurs or osteophytes, we call them, that are forming. And the higher the grade, the more likely you'll have bigger or more significant osteophytes. And that's just a grading scale that we see or we use to to kind of get an idea and share information with other, other practitioners that may be um, helping with care or taking over care. So at this point, I'd be asking myself if I were listening to this, Mike, how, how do you know what's going on? How do you know I've lost cartilage? How do you know I have bone spurs? Well, the easy answer is we'll get an x-ray. So again, going back to the H2O format, normal anatomy is a coating of cartilage several millimeters thick that you have. And when it's there, you do not have arthritis. When you lose that cartilage, when you start to wear away that cartilage or you injure that cartilage or damage that cartilage, uh, in a general sense, there's a specific thing called a chondral defect where it's just a focal area of, of injury to that cartilage. But in a general sense, when you lose that cartilage and you start to form bone spurs or osteophytes, then we can diagnose you with arthritis. But I can't see that until I get an x-ray. When I get an x-ray, I look at the space between the bones, the femur and the tibia or the patella and the femur. So those two are, are different articulations, different joints within the knee itself. And I look at the space between. That space is created by that coating cartilage. In the knee joint between the femur and the tibia, yes, there's a meniscus cartilage that lives in there as well in that same space, but that meniscus does not necessarily create that space. That space is created by the articular or the coating cartilage on the femur and the tibia, or if we go to the front of the joint between the patella and the femur, there's no meniscus in the front. But as that space lessens or it becomes narrowed on the x-ray, I make the assumption that it's narrowed because the cartilage is thinning. And that's the diagnosis of arthritis. That's how we get the diagnosis of arthritis. And again, we grade not only joint space narrowing, but the presence or potentially absence of osteophytes to give an explanation or a level or a grade to the severity of your arthritis. Early joint space narrowing with no osteophytes, grade one. Joint space narrowing with early or small osteophytes, grade two. Uh, osteophytes that are bigger and joint space that's greater or lessened, if you will, or, or less joint space, grade three. And then grade four is that end stage where that coating cartilage is completely missing and the two bones are sitting on top of one another. So that's the diagnosis. That's how we truly diagnose our arthritis. Obviously, we're going to hear things from you that lead us to uh, suspect that, that diagnosis. But the diagnosis of osteoarthritis is one of x-ray findings. Let's go back to the anatomy for a second. 
that normal coating cartilage, that healthy articular coating cartilage is lubricated uh, by different sources, different things inside the joint, a hyaluronic acid being one of them that we'll talk about in a second with treatment options, but it's a lubricated surface. So it's, it's slippery uh, when healthy. So the analogy I use with patients is think about two pieces of silk cloth rubbing against one another. That's a good analogy for a healthy joint. So normal healthy cartilage on the femur rubbing on normal healthy cartilage on the patella or the tibia in a lubricated or, or a slicked up environment will have very low friction and should have very low symptom of pain or inflammation, which are two symptoms of arthritis. If you start to wear away one side of that cartilage or both, then you have to transition from silk on silk to maybe silk on uh, early stages would be high grade or, or very uh, fine sandpaper, or as you advance, it'd be more like sandpaper on sandpaper, and then you get more of a rough sandpaper as that cartilage breaks down. And then the process just creates more inflammation, more symptoms. And I believe the body responds to inflammation by creating those bone spurs that we see on the x-rays as a result of chronic inflammation in the knee joint, in the bone. Bone knows how to make bone, so when it's inflamed and angry, it makes more bone. And it lays down the bone spurs, creates more inflammation, but we can see them on the x-ray and it helps us grade the severity of your arthritis. So again, normal cartilage is there. It's smooth on smooth, it's lubricated, no problem. When it starts to break down, it becomes rough on smooth and then rough on rough. And then you start to snowball this whole process of just wearing down and grinding away that articular, that coating cartilage. An interesting anatomic trait about this articular cartilage that we're talking about, kind of the star of the show, is that it's avascular and aneural. In simple terms, avascular means it does not have a blood supply. Uh, it has a bit of a blood supply, but really not one that can help regenerate this cartilage when it's missing or injured. And it's aneural, sorry, uh, meaning it has no nerve supply. So when you have an arthritic knee and you have, have injury to this coating cartilage, the pain typically, at least theoretically, is not coming from the loss of the cartilage. It's coming from either a combination of the inflammation of the joint because there's debris floating around inside the joint. You're going to wear that cartilage off. And that debris, much like you know sawdust when you sand a piece of wood, has to go somewhere. It can't go very far because it's inside of a joint. So it will irritate the joint capsule uh, and cause inflammation and swelling and pain. Uh, or the other, the other idea is that the force that's usually absorbed by that cartilage, it's still there when you take a step, when you, you know, uh, jump off that, uh, that cement wall in the backyard or when you go for a run or whatever. Uh, that shock is still there, but it has to go somewhere other than the cartilage because the cartilage is gone. So it goes to the bone. And typically, if we, if we need to get an MRI or if we feel we need to get an MRI, which often we don't for arthritis, the diagnosis of arthritis is an x-ray. But if for some reason we have an MRI, oftentimes we'll see a bone bruise or evidence of bone inflammation in that same area where that coating cartilage is missing, which indicates that the bone also is seeing the effect of that cartilage being gone. And the bone has a, has a high, high nerve count. It's, it's highly innervated. Uh, so it's going to feel that pain uh, from that shock and that bruising effect that we see on the MRI. The other way we can diagnose arthritis, so the x-ray is the way we, we actually get the diagnosis, but other signs and symptoms are things that you bring with you or you tell us. I have pain in my knee. It feels better when I get up and move around a bit. If I have to sit down, uh, go to a movie, sit in a car for any period of time, have dinner, uh, I'm less active than normal, then my knee gets stiff and sore, but it likes motion. It likes motion because things are moving around. 
the fluid that's in your knee is you may have more fluid. You may have swelling in the joint, but that fluid that's in there is, is less viscous. It has less lubricating ability and can be kind of toxic or inflammatory to the, the joint lining and the other structures inside the joint and cause inflammation. So a lot of patients uh, will say, you know, my, my knee's swollen. It's inflamed. It might be hot. I, I have really painful scenarios when I get out of bed, when I get up from a chair after dinner. When I first get moving after a long period of immobility, uh, that's when my knee is at its worst. And that makes sense to us as far as an arthritic diagnosis. All right, so one more time, quick review. Normal anatomy is a shiny coating cartilage on the end of the bone that is several millimeters thick, and it's smooth, much like the inside of a seashell. It's in a lubricated or a moist environment uh, with the normal na native lubricating fluid. And when it, both sides of the joint are healthy, it's like silk on silk. When that starts to break down or be injured or lose its integrity, all the processes of, of early arthritis, then one side or both sides of that joint become rough and start to grind upon one another. The debris that floats around inside the joint may cause inflammation uh, by aggravating the joint lining or the synovium, uh, may cause swelling and pain. Once that cartilage is really gone or starting to thin, uh, we'll see some bone spurs start to form as a secondary to uh, reaction to, to inflammation in the bone. And we'll also see that bone take on a bruised or an inflamed uh, scenario because that cartilage is missing and no longer can absorb the shock from day-to-day -day activities or maybe an acute flare-up of your arthritis from going for a hike or, you know, running after the dog or your grandchildren or, your, or playing tennis or whatever it may be. Uh, the way we diagnose that, your history, your story, or your symptoms, and those x-rays that show that joint space narrowing and those osteophyte or bone spurs forming. All right, all of that just to get us to the point where we can answer the question, do I need to get my knee replaced? But I think it's important to understand normal anatomy, injured anatomy, and how we work this up to get to the diagnosis. So like I mentioned earlier, there's different grades or severities of arthritis. And as you could expect, those different grades or severities probably have different treatment options. So the earlier grades, the grades one to two to three, and sometimes even four, if you can tolerate it, that's the other part of this. Every patient deals with symptoms on a different level. Some patients come in with x-rays that are grade four, look horrible, and they're just in there because my wife or my husband told me I had to come in to see the doctor because I complain about my knee once every three months. Uh, that's probably not true, but that's the story we get. But those patients are doing okay. They're not, they're not willing or ready to jump into a big treatment like a surgery. And they don't, they shouldn't, they're not ready for that. Um, others have kind of lower grade findings on x-ray, but their symptoms are much worse than you would expect. So part of the, uh, part of the treatment options comes down to what do you experience? What does this mean for you? And how aggressive do you feel you want to get to see if you can reverse those symptoms? So the earlier grades, grade one to two, let's say, well, certainly would take a conservative course of treatment and say, look, let's modify your activities. Let's have you go see a physical therapist. Let's have you jump into an exercise program to help improve some deficits that you may have. So we would write, or I would write the prescription for the therapist to analyze your gait, see how you move throughout the day. There may be a weight component here. They may need to talk to you about some general cardiovascular exercise, and you may need to see a dietitian or a nutritionist or at least look into your refrigerator and make some good healthy choices as far as what you're putting into your body. The less weight you're carrying around, the less force on your knee, and the less likely you're going to have the symptoms of advanced arthritis, or at least you can control them by, 
by decreasing the forces that way. So anyway, let's start, let's talk about therapy. You jump into the physical therapy program, they're going to analyze how you move throughout the day and how you walk uh, and share forces throughout your body. They may need to, to prescribe some exercises for you to strengthen different muscles, including your core. Your core is where motion starts. So don't uh, be surprised if they ask you to start working on some core exercises, some flexibility of the lower extremity, your hamstrings in the back, your quadriceps in the front of your leg, uh, your glutes, your butt muscles, uh, just so you can move more effectively and absorb the shock more efficiently. Wearing good shoes, shock absorption from the second your foot hits the ground is always important. We all have our favorite shoes in the summertime. I love to go barefoot or wear flip-flops, but those are not going to support my body weight and all the force of my foot hitting the ground is going to go directly up my shin bone to my knee joint. And if it's arthritic, the symptoms are going to come on pretty quickly and pretty strong. So absorb the shock with the first strike of your foot to the ground. Absorb the shock with good musculature and good gait pattern. They may talk about wearing a certain type of brace to unload or de-weight the side of the joint that's that's arthritic if you only have one part of the joint that's uh, that's advanced with symptom or with findings on x-ray. Uh, it's an unloader brace, we call it. That's, that's an option for many people. So that's stage one. We can start with the conservative management. Modify your activities. If you don't need to go for a hike and that's what causes problems, then don't go for a hike. If you want to hike and that's what causes problems, then we need to consider other options. So modify your activities. Lose some weight. Get into a physical therapy program to get the balancing biomechanics back to where you need it to be to be most effective and efficient moving throughout the day. Options like anti-inflammatory medications or uh, even some supplements are out there are not a bad idea, but any medication has a side effect. And even though they're over the counter, you have to consider how they might interact in your body by themselves or in your body with other medications. So don't, don't just assume that over-the-counter means safe and I can take these things indefinitely. Uh, I would prescribe an over-the-counter or prescription medication typically to start with no more than seven days to see if it even works for you. If it does, then we can modify and dial in exactly what medication will have the least uh, amount of side effects and complications and problems for you and then uh, maybe maybe consider that as a long-term option. Uh, but modification of activities, physical therapy, losing some weight, wearing good shoes, a brace, some over-the-counter anti-inflammatories, maybe some supplements to decrease inflammation. All of those are good, reasonable, early stage uh, and conservative options to treat arthritis of the knee. Sometimes we need to jump to option two so we can do option one. In this case, option two would be injections. If we can't do physical therapy or we try therapy and we just have increased inflammation, sometimes we need to try to control that inflammation with an injection. Uh, there's there's a few different options we have for injections. We can talk about steroid or corticosteroid is the more appropriate term. Injections which will decrease inflammation within the joint. We can talk about lubricating injections or something called hyaluronic acid. When we talked back the uh, normal anatomy section of this of this podcast, we talked about uh, how the joint is lubricated. Well, one of those lubricants is called hyaluronic acid. We term HA, and we can add HA to the joint to help increase the viscosity or the lubricating ability of that fluid in the joint. And then we can talk about biologic injections, something like PRP, which is blood we take from your vein. We centrifuge or spin real fast and take the plasma or the water portion of the blood and the platelets with some growth and healing and anti-inflammatory factors and inject them into the joint. Or sometimes we'll take that a step further and take bone marrow, which has everything I just talked about, plus some other cells that may potentially aid in the anti-inflammatory effect and healing effects of the joint. 
So the, the injection option, I would say, is option number two. And sometimes we need option number two to decrease inflammation so we can do option number one. Option three will answer the question that started all this. Do I need my knee replaced? So a surgical intervention, a surgical procedure, a knee replacement is the wrong term. We should call it a knee resurfacing because we're not replacing the entire joint. We're just replacing the surfaces that have worn out. That articular cartilage is replaced with either metal on the femur or plastic on the back of the kneecap or on the top of the tibia. There's a little metal tray that goes on the top of the tibia to hold the piece of plastic, but we're just replacing the surfaces of the bone. We're not replacing the joint itself. So all the ligaments, with the exception of a couple in the center of your knee that need to be removed, and the meniscus cartilage, all the other structures stay in there. Uh, we don't need to replace the entire joint. We just need to replace the surfaces. So do I need my knee replaced? It all boils down to the level of arthritis that you have and your diagnosis, typically, but not always, that's grade four or end stage, and have all the other options failed you? Have you tried the early stages, the early options of modification of activity? I lost some weight. I made sure my shoes are good. I went to the physical therapist. They analyzed my gait pattern. We stretched and we strengthened and we improved the biomechanics of me getting through the day. And I maybe even tried some of those injections. Oftentimes the injections will buy us some time. If you have failed all the above and the symptoms that you have are to a point where you just feel I need to make a change, then yes, maybe a knee arthroplasty or joint replacement is appropriate. But take the steps that you need to take. And in my mind, the most logical step is to check the boxes along the way. Make this a stair-step approach. Start early. Start with prevention. Start by staying healthy. If you get to the point where you're arthritic, take the early steps first. And oftentimes, you'll buy yourself some time or potentially put off the surgical intervention, maybe indefinitely, uh, and be active and be healthy and happy along the way. If you get to the point where a knee replacement is something that you feel is in your best interest, do not fear that surgery. That is an excellent, excellent option for many people. But I will tell you, it's a big deal. So go into it prepared. Prepare yourself mentally by saying, I've done everything I can up to this point, and this is the right option for me. Prepare yourself physically. Going into a surgery like, like a knee replacement with as good of range of motion and as adequate strength that you can possibly have is like putting money in the bank for your recovery. So work on your motion. The physical therapist will help you with this. Work on your strength. The physical therapist will help you with this. Come into that surgery not only mentally prepared, but physically pre prepared, and your recovery will go as smooth as possible. Most of the time, those patients who come in ready for the surgery do the best in regards to recovery. If you're fearing the surgery, if you come in with a stiff, swollen knee, and the musculature around that joint are weak, you've already put yourself in a hole with recovery. So do yourself a favor and prepare for the surgical procedure if you need it. All right, there it is. That's do I need a knee replacement? As I'm going through this, I realize this is a really detailed and complex problem. So I think what I'm going to do is break this up into smaller talks. We need to talk more about the conservative management, the injection therapies, and the surgical procedure and recovery. So in the future, look for those more detailed and focused discussions on those different options for treating arthritis. Okay, here we are at the end of another episode. I appreciate your time. We will talk again. In the meantime, do your best to stay active, stay healthy, and put a smile on someone's face. Take care. 
Hey, it's Mike here. I hope this episode is helping you out and answering some questions. If I'm not hitting every topic right on for you, if there's something specific that you have about your injury uh, or you want to discuss unique findings on the exam or your history, your MRI, your x-rays, whatever it might be, head to our website at h2orthopedics.com and scroll to the bottom for an opportunity to sign up for a virtual visit where we can either have a Zoom call, we can do a telephone call, whatever it might be, and we can discuss the specifics of your injury in more detail and hopefully get the answers you're looking for. Again, that's h2orthopedics.com. Scroll to the bottom for the virtual visit, and I will talk to you then.